Like Aaron said, my name is Cindy Jones, and my husband Corey and I are planting Catalyst Covenant Church, and we meet in the White Bear YMCA. And I love how you said, Aaron, we're best friend churches with Pursuit, and you guys have been such an encourager and a support to us along the way. I want to start with a quick story about our Christmas service, our first ever Christmas service. We had it on December 23rd. And we're going into this service thinking, oh boy, we are meeting in a new room at the Y. We couldn't be in our normal room, so we were in a new space. Our worship leader could not be there, so we had a guest worship leader. And he had another singer with him, but we thought, oh man, we are in this big gym, and we have a guitarist, we have a singer, and we are in a little bit of a panic. And we called Mark, and he was like, I got you. So he brought Daniel and he brought Natalie and Pursuit helped to fill out our band and it was a wonderful service praising Jesus. So, so many stories like that where Pursuit has come alongside us and helped us and here we are on the cusp of launching weekly. Next week our church starts meeting weekly January 9th. So we are so excited and Thank you, Pursuit, for helping us get to that point. We are so, so grateful. Well, it is the season here at, you know, the beginning of January, you get all that New Year's advice, right? So we could have a collective groan over that, Um, showing up in your news feeds and emails and newscasts, all those different um, headlines about things that we can do in the new year. Well, I, I was caught into one of those articles, 21 Things I Learned in 2021. So I wanted to share with you not all 21 of those things, but five things that I thought were pretty good from that article by Holly Crenshaw. She said, embrace change was something that she learned in 2021. And I, <laughs> I agree. Uh, doing the right things means you don't do everything. And I thought that was pretty good advice and a a learning from 2021. Self-awareness is the key to the kingdom. It's good advice from 2021. If you're uncomfortable, you're probably growing. Okay, pretty good. And the time is now. I thought that was Good, a good thought, too, from our experience from 2021. And I would add a few things to the learning that we received um, coming out of this last year. Amazon is fallible. Okay, so we learned that. We learned that virtual doctor appointments can come in pretty handy. Okay, we learned that. And then there is this whole world of delivered groceries to your vehicle. That is a learning that I had from 2021. Well, leading up to 2022, I know your church just journeyed through these powerful words associated with Advent, love and peace and hope. And we waited with anticipation for Christmas. And then we celebrated the Savior, the awe and the wonder of Jesus come to earth. And now we have this new year before us. So maybe a collective sigh after all the bustle of Christmas. And now we have stepped into this new year, just waiting with anticipation for what God has for us. I think as Christians, the challenge before us each Christmas is to continue in that wonder and awe 
of the Savior come to earth. And there is a reminder for us in Scripture to continue to behold and celebrate the wonder of Christmas. And I hope it's an encouragement to you as we head into 2022. So let me pray for us as we delve into that encouragement. God, we are so grateful for your word, how it guides us in truth and love as we live here on this earth. God, we do thank you for this new year that we are stepping into, the privilege of having your spirit guide us. God, we pray that as we search your word, you would fill our hearts and our minds with your truth and your grace. Guide us, Lord, in all knowledge. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, the word is rejoice. And it might seem like a tall order for 2022. Remember last New Year's when we celebrated the end of 2020 and we hoped that a new year would solve all of our problems? I don't know if anybody was there with me. But 2021 was filled with continued pandemic-related crisis worldwide and The world was readjusting. I mean, the supply chain crisis was fun. No? Okay. (laughs) Um, And we're picking up the pieces from mental health struggles and loneliness and job changes and employee shortages for different businesses. And beautiful things did happen in 2021. I'm looking at some of the kiddos out here. Um, But turning over into this new year, did not solve all of our problems from 2020 to 2021. So yes, rejoicing maybe seems like a far-fetched idea, especially all year long, not knowing what we will face. But let's look across scripture for some guidance in what it might mean to rejoice all year long. So I do want to start with the Christmas story, which is really the pinnacle of rejoicing in the Bible. We see Mary and Joseph rejoicing over their son, the Savior. In the temple, we see the religious leader, Simeon, and the prophet, Anna, rejoicing over the Messiah come to earth. The shepherds rejoiced when everything the angels told them was true as they witnessed it with their own eyes, and the magi rejoiced as they followed that star right to Jesus. Angels rejoiced. The long-awaited Messiah had come, God is with us, and there's abundant rejoicing. It makes perfect sense. And as we read further into the New Testament, we continue to see rejoicing. And it can be a call to action for us. And it's a call to action in maybe some unlikely or unwanted situations. So in looking at this call to rejoice, I was looking at the Greek word Cairo in the New Testament. We see it across the Gospels and in the New Testament letters. It means to be glad, joyful, to hail, to rejoice. And it's used over 70 times in the New Testament. Most, perhaps most famously in Philippians 4.4, rejoice always. I'll say it again, rejoice Frequently, the word rejoice, though, is associated with suffering or hardship. In fact, when Paul wrote Philippians, he was in prison 
So rejoice always. I'll say it again, rejoice. Wow, this was a guy writing from prison. So let's start with Jesus' command to rejoice. It comes with a challenging message on a mountainside. He lays out this life of servanthood and humility and hardship and yet proclaims rejoice at the end of this message. So let's look at chapter 5 here. Now when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him and he began to teach them. He said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Well, this feels pretty relevant to our experience in 2021 and maybe what we need to hear as we head into 2022. An acknowledgement of mourning, a need for peacemakers, a need for a purity of heart and mercy and meekness. Jesus is setting the tone for this upside-down kingdom. We are going to face hardship, but we can continue to rejoice because of God. And this rejoicing isn't about a fairy tale ending here on earth. We are supposed to rejoice because great is our reward in heaven. There is an eternal promise for us. So, reading further into the New Testament, Paul rejoices in weakness as he writes 2 Corinthians. And in Philippians, he rejoices even though he is being poured out like a sacrifice and imprisoned. Thank you. Okay. So we're, we're to Paul in the New Testament and how he continues to exemplify this rejoicing during hardship. So in Thessalonians, he acknowledges that there will be a need to rejoice and give thanks in all circumstances. For Paul, all kinds of circumstances meant jail and shipwrecks and persecution. And he still calls people to rejoice because of Christ, which is remarkable. Peter, as well, encourages rejoicing as we participate, as he anticipates that we will participate in the sufferings of Christ. 
In 2021, a book came out about the 300 girls that were abducted by a girls' school in Nigeria in 2014. Maybe you heard that news story. A hashtag went viral. Hashtag bring back our girls in a rare moment where the world realized that we belong to each other. And in fact, these girls are our girls. And three years after their capture, 101 of those girls were released. And details of their capture, their living conditions, their drive to persevere have come to light in this new book, Bring Back Our Girls. A few of the young women were keeping hidden journals documenting their meager food intake, their immense pressure to convert and marry within the terrorist group that had taken them and the severe maltreatment that they experienced. And these journals and testimonies also uncovered something remarkable about what carried them through their three years of captivity. Singing. Many of these girls knew gospel songs from a praise singer from their hometown. So in muffled voices, they would sing these praises to God and recount the stories of God through song, and it kept them going. They sang into the dirt on the ground to keep their voice quiet so the guards wouldn't hear. They sang into water glasses. They sang in secret, and at times they sang out in defiance. Their rejoicing gave them strength. So despite enormous temptation to take on the faith of their captors and to cast aside their their Christianity um, with better living conditions being promised to them if they would do that, and despite the temptation to leave this faith in Jesus that promised a loving God, and they were experiencing such hardship they persevered and they continued to rejoice and sing praises to Jesus. Meanwhile, in their captivity, God was on the move and they were picked up by a fleet of Red Cross trucks to, and taken to a secure location in Nigeria. And praise God for that. But I can only imagine the generational impact of these women, the, these saints of the church, as they... Um, lived this unrelenting, persevering faith fueled by rejoicing. So this call to rejoice is not based on joyful circumstances. We rejoice because of the character of God and the presence of God. If we know we are called to rejoice always, it might be tempting to try to will ourselves to rejoice in this new year, right? We, we hear this call from the New Testament to rejoice always, and we might just head into 2022 like, okay, here I go. I'm going to rejoice about everything. This is what I'm called to do. But this morning, I want us to think about, come at this from another angle that maybe will be um, impact us a little deeper. But instead of adding it to a to-do list for 2022 and potentially getting frustrated when we fail at rejoicing, maybe we need to pause and reflect on 2021. Maybe we need to de- develop a habit 
of reflection and praise with the help of the Holy Spirit as we reflect on how God has been at work in our last year. So maybe the key to rejoicing in 2022 is reviewing 2021. So let's look back at 2021 through the lens of God's goodness and God's presence. It's biblical to remember, right? We see in the Old Testament Joshua being asked to lay stones to remember God stopping the river and for the Ark of the Covenant to pass. Jesus asked his disciples to remember as he sat with them around that meal table and gave them the bread and wine and asked them to remember his sacrifice. So remembering God's work is vital to our spiritual health. So looking back at 2021 might not feel like we have a lot to rejoice over in the midst of the ongoing pandemic and mental health crisis and global issues, but it's a beautiful spiritual practice to remember. Well, one way to remember is to look back over 2021 over the photos on your phone. And maybe you've already done that during the sermon. <laughs> um, but another way to look back is a journal or a calendar that you keep. And you can think about some of the things that you experienced. And in addition to some of those chronological ways that we can bring back to mind all of our experiences and people that we encountered in 2021 is to look at four words or four ways that God may have intersected our lives in 2021. So the first word to review our year that I want us to look at is impossible, okay? So I want you to reflect back on things that were very hard, um, things that you overcame, or maybe things that still stand in your way. Were there any impossible situations that you saw God? I'll tell you what, in 2021, our whole family had COVID and stayed home for an entire month. So I can see God's hand in bringing us through that. I can also see God's hand in leaving my former job of 11 years. And I was very stressed. I had an ulcer, but I made it through. And I can look back and see God's hand guiding me through that situation. I'm amazed as I think about teachers and medical workers and those people in our community that face the impossible every day, but persevere. So we rejoice even though we have faced perhaps some impossible circumstances. The second word to review our year is insignificant, okay? So this might seem strange. Why would we bother reviewing the insignificant? But as we think about our year, maybe there hasn't been great accomplishments or uh, big milestones. Maybe there have, maybe there haven't. Uh, maybe there indeed has been setbacks that you've experienced. But we can rejoice in the insignificant too, whether it's cleaning the house or shoveling the driveway, cooking meals, helping kids with homework. These are gifts of the ordinary. And we can rejoice in each one of these moments because it's a gift that God has given us. The work of our hands is good, and we praise God for the chance to do these seemingly insignificant things. Um, there's a book I read a few years ago called The Liturgy of the Ordinary, 
And that book really opened my eyes to how simple things like making your bed and finding your lost keys and different ordinary things can all direct us to Jesus and be reminders to us about God's good work in our lives. So for me, in 2021, an insignificant place that I saw God was time outside. And isn't that a good memory to hold on to today in Minnesota? Just summer outside, just looking back and remembering potting plants and planting vegetables and just being outdoors and in the wonder of God's creation. And I just remember, too, all these different conversations that I had with neighbors as I was outside, whether it was the new widow, um, some old friends, some new friends, a young mom that lives next door and we're watching her kids grow up, um, a spiritual mentor, a, a woman in her 80s that lives a few doors down. So at the time, those conversations seemed insignificant, but looking back, I can see God weaving our lives together. So truly, it's a blessing to review and look back over 2021 at just some of those seemingly insignificant moments. The third word I want us to use to review our year is interesting. So what interests you in 2021? It might be a clue to how God is calling you in 2022. What did you find yourself reading about? Where did you visit? Did you learn how to fix something new in your house? Did you connect with someone new? Um, Maybe you became interested in something that normally you wouldn't, like Pokemon because of your kids. I mean, what what interested you? Something that interested me in 2021 was learning about my city. So I joined the housing task force in White Bear Lake and did a lot of learning about our town. And I, my husband and I were at all sorts of different fairs and things talking about the church. And at one particular township days, they had a history of White Bear Lake across like a whole parking lot. And I just stood there and like read each thing and just very interested in cities. This might be like, how are you a nerd? Maybe it's like, what are you interested in? So all of a sudden I've just become very interested in like, Um, history of cities, and not only just my own city, but other cities too, like their landmarks and just learning about um, the the different cultures and different cities. So these interests maybe are revealing a passion and a purpose. And of course, for me, I'm sure it aligns with our church planting journey. But uh, maybe as you look back on what has interested you, you will see more about um, God's purpose and calling in your life and we can rejoice over those ways that God has wired us and called, called us and all these interesting things in the world we can rejoice over, that we live in a world with so many things that we can explore. We can be, pra- we can be praising God for that. Well, the final word I want us to use to review our year is intersection. Who has crossed your path in 2021? And what, maybe what opportunities crossed your path in 2021? We, we can rejoice over the people that God put in our life. Um, and you can also think about those different opportunities that you had, whether it was at work or in your neighborhood or here at Pursuit. 
what opportunities did God um, cross your path? And then you can rejoice over those ways that God was at work. For Corey and I, um, it has been crazy over this past year working to plant this church. Each week brings new problems to solve and new people to connect with and new things to learn, but we can genuinely rejoice over God's work. We have new people that are connecting with church. We have people that are using their gifts, um, whether it's a former choir director getting to jump in and lead a kid's choir, or whether it's a 17-year-old PSEO student who's our main vocalist, or whether it's a middle schooler who's running our computer, or (laughs) whether it's um, college grads who are willing to lead our student ministry. It has just been really fun to see God unleashing his people in amazing ways Um, to help others know Christ. So I'm not sure what your 2021 journey has been, but I pray you can trace back and see God's goodness. And I think as we review 2021, it will create a habit for us to review and rejoice. So I have one final thought for you, and that is that God rejoices over you. Remember our Greek word, Cairo? It is Jesus' word to describe finding one sheep that was away from the flock. Jesus was teaching his followers through a story about rejoicing over the one found, even in a flock as big as a hundred. If 99 were there, he was rejoicing that, that word um, over the one. It's also in another story Jesus told about a son who had gone away and had come home and the father was rejoicing because the lost son had come home. So each and every person God rejoices over. And maybe you haven't felt very rejoiced over or maybe you just tend not to think about God's pleasure over you. God has invited us to become his child and genuinely rejoices over you. What a great thought as we head into 2022. So as we live those words of Philippians 4, 4, rejoice always. I say it again, rejoice. Let's hold this image of God rejoicing over the lost one come home or the one that was missing. And let's remember that as we review God's work in our past, that we can live into this life of rejoicing in the future as we step into all God might have for us in 2022. And in fact, let me pray for us in that, pray for um, my own life that I'm able to do this through God's spirit and for us all as well. So join me in prayer. God, we are just grateful for your big story. God, how we get to be a part of it. God, just we are in awe of your saving plan that you would send your son, God, to die and that we could have eternal life with you. We are so grateful. And the thought of you rejoicing over us just seems impossible, God. But we know it is true. It's in your word. And we hang on to that 
promise, God, that you are rejoicing over our lives and rejoicing over each person, God, in your embrace, God. So we just praise you this morning for that. God, we pray that as we think that we would have space and margin in our upcoming week to reflect on our 2021, that we would take space to do that and just to praise you for the ways that you were involved in the impossible and the interesting and all those different ways, God, that you would bring to mind your goodness and your presence, God, and you would just create in our life a habit of rejoicing no matter what our circumstance. God, we're just so grateful for your spirit that guides us in all of these things. God, I'm thankful for Pursuit Church. God, I pray your blessing over them in 2022, the good work that you are doing here and the people that you have called here. God, we just praise you for what you are doing in Moundsview and these surrounding areas. In Jesus' name, amen.